Talk about well. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, we were gonna maybe do this a few days ago. I'm glad we waited. So, uh, Smitty, take it away on the cubby front. I'm Ryan. Welcome to the show. Sponsored you sponsored by Malort because these pants won't shit themselves. And by <laughs> and by foot. Find me a good joke from you. <laughs> and by and brought to you by. FeedPete'sFace.com or what's what's your food blog called? I want to give you a shout oh, out. Uh, uh, Pete's uh, feeding frenzy. I uh, I did a Five Guys review uh, before I jumped on the show, so that'll be going up uh, later tonight or tomorrow. I like it. I like it. I saw the Impossible Whopper. Didn't make me want yeah. to eat an Impossible Whopper, but uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna actually redo that one because uh, Goble pointed out I should do it with a real Whopper, and my uh, I might not feel the same. So, always, always listen to Matt Goble. I, I know. I, I mean, that's that's what that, life comes down to. It really does. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got a little bit of news uh, coming t- coming the today. Actually, um, I was going to report this last night if we were going to do the do the show last night because I heard from multiple sources that David Ross, the world's most famous backup journeyman catcher. Is, oh my God! Uh, what is going to be the Cubs' 61st manager in their history? Uh, I didn't see this coming. <laughs> yeah, Jesse Rogers was basically reported it last night on ESPN 1000, and uh, I saw Bruce Levine from uh, the Score said it was would probably be announced on Thursday tomorrow. Uh, just because that's an off day in the World Series, and they like announcements to be made on off days during the World Series if they're going to be made at all. So yeah, for what it's worth, Cubs have a new manager. Um, I listen to Chicago Sports Talk Radio all day today. It's kind of a mixed bag. The thing that drives me crazy is people like come down on one side or the other immediately. Like he's going to be awesome. Well, hopefully, who, who knows? Or he's going to be shit, you know, what the fuck are they thinking? How the fuck do you know that either? Where I come to is, I, I kind of, you know, we've talked about this before. I I think the, the, the relevance and importance of a manager has been diminished over the years. And we'll, we'll see, you know, we'll see. I, I, I don't know. I didn't have a strong, a strong feeling coming into it, you know, whether, you know, I heard Joe Joe Espada was a good candidate from the bench coach for the Astros. I, yeah, I mean, a bench coach from the Astros sounds good. I don't know anything else about him uh, other than, like, recent examples of bench coaches becoming managers, like Davey Martinez from the Cubs, who's now in the well, World Series with the, you know, with the Nationals. Um, that sounds cool. Um uh, <laughs> Former yeah. former catchers, yeah. you know, recent players becoming right, recent catchers becoming managers has had a mixed mixed results. You know, you think of I'm talking about Brad Osmus is oh, 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 <laughs> fired again. Uh yeah, the ass man, Brad Osmus. The ass been, man, he he gone. He's been fired twice in five years. Yeah. Uh less than. Um you know, he's a Dartmouth grad, smart guy. Uh, I mean, I really, what it comes down to is Joe Madden's new name should just be the sniper because 
he just comes in and takes managers out boom before they're even done with their contract yeah i'm i'm happy for joe madden um moving to the angels that that's cool you know he goes back home that's where he came up he was a bench coach with the 2002 world champion angels that's got your giants someone saw this coming on this on this blog, on this show, someone saw it coming. Someone yeah. said he's going to the Angels. Actually, that should be the the theme of this episode. Is you got kids, kids out there, watch, pay attention to the show because we predict things a month in advance. One thing we're going to come up, come talking about soon is um, Chris Bryant grievance hearing, which just became national news today, which you predicted over a month ago. Um. So yeah, Ross. We'll see. I mean, I think I think the only well, I mean, there's not much to determine until they start playing games. We'll see. You know, yeah. The the the, the dynamic with you know him playing with him being managing his former teammates is kind of mitigated because there's only like you know eight left. I think and there might be fewer than that after this off season from the from the 2016 roster. You know the weird, the weirdest thing is he'd be managing dudes that he used to give the crotch high five to, or whatever you call exactly. it, the dip bump. I don't know what you we'll call be it. Back. <laughs> yeah, can you, can you we'll do that with dip, the we'll Cubs dip bumpy back? That is, <laughs> and I say yes. Yeah, well. I say yes. I think Rizzo will be whopping his wanker in the in the locker room again. It, if it leads to world, if it leads to a world championship again, I'm all for it. What whatever well, you, it takes. You know what? I cannot even argue that. You're right. If, if that's what it takes, you do what it takes. Well, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna retract that. <laughs> Within reason, you do what that, it takes. Yeah. Where Where do you draw the line? Uh, I mean, you do draw the line somewhere. Um, and I agree. I definitely agree. You know about you got David Ross could turn out to be a, a great manager. You You just don't know. I mean, for me, I just. I think Master of Puppets is the song that pops into my head. And Theo now and Jed. Now they, they have a they have a guy that I, I mean I don't think they're necessarily looking to totally control a manager, but they have a guy who who they're gonna be able to to control and to see the team do what they want the team to do on the field. Um and I'm not saying that Joe did anything wrong, um, you know, with the way he the way he managed the team. I again, I said it. Um, I think you I have think on the last show. I I almost think to a fault they they became too serious of a ball club and 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 it became too heavy for those guys. And that lightheartedness that he brought, they asked him to change that. And it ultimately changed the dynamic of the team, and now Sorry. they went home before the before the playoffs even started. Are so. you saying they needed more petting zoos and pajama parties? Not, like, whatever that, it that, is, nothing about face for you. No, it's not. I said it the last time. I said I won. I wanted it because it's, it's it's easy. It's easy to make fun of, and, and I love a layup. I love a layup on our on our page. Low hanging fruit. Kind of Doesn't like a layup. I mean, see the Detroit Tigers, but. Um, (laughs) well played, (laughs) sir. Um, but it, it, as, as they asked Joe to be different, the team became different and starting to perform more poorly. 
So you got to wonder, like, Ross is going to come in, and I do think, like, the former teammate thing has been overblown, to your point. I mean, like, and, and he was almost kind of like a co-manager then anyway. Yeah. So it's not like... You know, he was there basically. He was brought in to catch Lester. Maybe he'll start catching Lester again. I don't know. <laughs> might have to. It makes things any worse. Um, so, uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's a wait and see. And, and I think part of the wait and see is I think more pressure goes on to Theo and Jed again now. Yeah. Because for those of us who follow baseball and, and know the sabermetric side of things and our students of the book Moneyball, we know what's going on here or what it looks like is going on here. And um, it puts it puts it even more on them. If they, if they wanted to say, like, we did what we did and and it didn't work out like the way we thought it did this year, okay, fine, I get that. I mean, no one's trying to lose, but... There's a lot more pressure, I think, on them this upcoming season than any season ever. Yeah, all, all scapegoats have been jettisoned at this point. I mean, the yeah. hitting coaches, pitching coaches have been moved around, and now the manager's gone. So now it, there's no, there's nothing else to, nothing else to look at if there's not success from here on out with, then other than roster construction. That's that's firmly in the laps of Theo and company. I think I think with the Ross thing. Um, the the part you know since this hasn't been formally announced the the really interesting thing that's that's going to come out hope, hopefully tomorrow but maybe not until the like full press conference is the contract i'd like to know if i'm not super concerned about the money i'm sure there's going to be you know around a million or whatever it doesn't really matter to me i want to know if it's going to be a two year deal a three year deal which seems to be kind of the standard like for new managers a three year deal right. You know, you're not going to give him a one-year deal. Two-year deal would speak volumes to me, considering Theo's contract is up in two years. The the majority of your favorite core four, we'll just call them the core players. They're um, <laughs> they're uh, so many contracts are up, uh, or free agency will begin for Bryant, Rizzo, Baez. You know, it, it's really 2021 is a fascinating year in Cubs in what will be Cubs history. Um, well, it's, it's, I think, I think the Ross contract could be a window into what that future holds. I mean, we'll see. I think a three-year deal would be pretty standard and probably wouldn't say a whole lot. If it's a four or five-year deal, which that would seem kind of outrageous to me. If it's only a two-year deal, I think that says. Deal's out. Wow, yeah, Theo will be the next senator from Massachusetts or something, whatever he decides to do next. But Yeah. Um, well, I think, like, and then, you know, you're, you were talking about the free agents, and that's probably, like, a good time to transition just uh, uh, at least for a little bit onto the whole Chris Bryant situation. Um, it had come out uh, about a month ago, and Smitty and I searched, searched the web uh, over and over and over. And the, I think what was the newest story we could find was like 2016 or something. 20, right? 2017, yeah. uh, Bleacher, uh, Bleacher Nation wrote about it, but he was citing a story from 2016, which was the link didn't even work anymore. But the 
Yeah, the whole Chris Bryant grievance, which has come to fruition today. Yeah, so this week, you know, as Smitty brought it up a minute ago, they're going to hear his grievance about the the um, his his clock ticking, his eligibility time. That which was filed in, in case, it was filed in 2015, and it's just now being heard this week, which is yeah, fascinating. I almost, I almost feel like it's all like 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 it's that that whole that whole like Cubs universe thing on on the on the like not so good side of things is all like coming coming at, at the same time like you you had the season where you came up short which i didn't expect no one expected especially with the division the way it was um and proof is the results of the teams that did make it to the playoffs i mean the cardinals got their ass handed to them by the nationals pretty much and and then the irony of, of the of the error because vacated Yelich position for Milwaukee. So it all kind of like, uh, all kind of uh, uh, came back to haunt them. Yeah, not a great year for the NL Central. <laughs> yeah. Going to it. But um, so now this Brian thing's there, which if he wins means this is it. <laughs> yeah, he becomes a free, free agent in 2021. Yeah. So. Beyond that, though, the, the implications are massive be, beyond just the cubs which right it would set precedent that anyone could do this well it depends it dep- i'm a little i'm a little confused on that i mean the reporting has been pretty pretty limited on this i don't think a lot of people know what's happening until it actually happens it it, it, it almost seems like bryant has some kind of ammunition that nobody knows about like a smoking gun that oh, you know oh, the cubs violated it in a different way than anyone else has ever violated it and that maybe it doesn't apply maybe it wouldn't like completely throw out the collectively bargained you know the the actual rule and maybe the cubs did something nefarious i mean i think all i can point to is the timing of it which i mean the the least the least kept secret in all baseball is you wait till one day after after whatever the whatever the the, whatever you call it, the date that he becomes controllable for an extra year, um, he he was activated. You know, one day after afterwards. So yeah, we all fucking knew it was happening. Everybody knew it's it's not the first time it's happened. It's not the last. Um, I I don't I don't know. It's just going to be really interesting to to see. I mean, the the implications are massive. I I don't see. I don't see it going in his direction unless, of course, he has a smoking gun that we don't know about. But I don't know if you if you read more about it that has more details. No, it's all it's all very vague. You know, it's yeah. like Watergate almost. You know, before you knew the details of Watergate. Um, I always got to make like a, a mild reference to all the presidents men on the show. One of the greatest movies ever made. If you haven't right. seen it. You, you're, you're read the book. Read the book. Anyway, I wrote, uh, I wrote papers on that in college, man. <laughs> what? I wrote papers on that oh, in college, God. actually. Did you see the uh, anyway, Did you see the post? Yes, I love the post. So, yeah, it's, it's, like the, it's like the it's like the segue. Yeah, and, yeah anyway, it, it ends with the Watergate break-in. Yes, it's perfect. Kudos perfect. to Spielberg for cool. ending it like that, and the scene shot exactly the same way, which was brilliant. Journalist okay, we're not a movie. We're not this a movie. now turned into the journalism nerd podcast. Woo! Okay, <laughs> anyway. So all I could think, like, 
it was there. I mean, I, I, I couldn't imagine in, in my wildest dreams that someone from the Cubs organization actually is on the record saying the words like, we're bringing you up on this date because of this. There's like, yeah, there's some but shitty audio tape. Happen, right? <laughs> did that actually happen? Is it recorded or not recorded, but is it, did it get said? And is it going to be a he said, she said thing, but you're, you know, you're, you're under oath. Uh, I mean, God, if that was the case, like whoever that is. Yeah. This I don't know. This could, it that, could get fun. Because you said, he, what's the smoke? Like, what's he got? He's like, is that he, he, unless it was just out of, and when it was filed, now we're talking a while ago, right? But he did, I think he was questioned on it this year at some point, just about the whole, like, um, like players' timetables and years of eligibility. And he did, he did still make reference to, how he doesn't think it's fair that the player doesn't have the right to earn, you know, more money sooner. Uh, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. His I argument is he's right. 14, 15 million? Uh, I think he's 18. Oh, oh my God. How, I, can he live? Can well, he live? He, no, it's not, it's not about that. It's about what's right. He's, he's probably correct in, in the, the justice part of it, you know, the altruistic side of things, but, the problem is it's a collectively bargained agreement. So as long as the Cubs follow that agreement, he doesn't have a leg to stand on. That's why I come back to this. You know, he's got something that we don't know about. The the other question that I have about this, I think we mentioned it briefly, is the the timing. Um, oh, why now? Like this is like you said, this has been sitting out there since 2015. Now, like it, it happens this week. You know, it happens after Joe Madden is not renewed. Um, it is unbelievable. Is is Bryant is Bryant really saying he wants the fuck out of here? Is that like he's he's well? I mean, he is. If he wins the case, if he wins the grievance, he is an unrestricted free agent after this season. Yeah. But is he sending a larger message to to the Cubs that? He's not happy with how you know how to handle that, or maybe other thing, or maybe you know losing Joe. Maybe he you know he's just kind of throwing his weight, you know, whatever weight he has, throwing that around to you know to make waves or to send a message of some sort. So I, again, I think I think it I think it just shows that he wants to get the fuck out of out of Chicago one way or the other, and, that, and that's back to my previous thesis that I've brought up many times on this is. They got to. They got to trade him. This is the off season to trade him, especially if he becomes a free agent. Um, he's yeah. at the. He's at the peak value. You know, not to punish him or anything like that. Not that he wouldn't. Not that he wouldn't be an awesome player going forward. But right. Um, I, it's. I think it's just time. It's. It's kind of like that relationship has kind of run its course. Like they could. They could get as as much they could possibly get right now for him in a trade. Uh. Not to mention, you know, his arbitration case is coming up where I forget what the – you had all the stats about all the – Oh, damn. You know what? I did not 
I did I not. I that's on something else. I totally forgot because we were gonna do the show and then we never did. It's like yeah, well, he, he, it's, he's ready to get twenty one million dollars. Yeah. They, what's really what was really disturbing if you're a Cubs fan because you and I have been talking about oh they've got all this money coming off the books, but it looks like from an arbitration standpoint they have all this money going back on the books to where it's like four or five players that are going to consume like like 45 50 million dollars I well, think it was the biggest is is Chris Bryant that's why yeah, that's another reason that's another reason why you have to trade him i mean cuz yeah. if you want that George money is going to be eight i think uh, yeah but that's up, that's up from like four i mean it's not he's not breaking the bank Javi's probably the second largest increase i don't i don't remember what it was but Bryant, okay, Bryant is I could, I could probably find it Bryant is the one that was going to make the biggest difference to the books, really. I mean, it all, it all adds up, but Bryant was the big one. That's that's part of the reason why I think they need to trade. They need to trade somebody, um, and Bryant would make the most sense on on the levels I just pointed out. Plus, plus the arbitration money that's getting back added to the books, but. <clears throat> Okay, here you uh Chris Bryant. Actually Chris Bryant is he's twelve point nine this year, he'd be eighteen five next year. Okay, so it'd be six million increase. Baez would be nine point three million. Schwarber would be eight. What are the inc- what are the increases though? That that's, that's- uh, so Schwarber uh Baez is five point two to nine point three. Uh Schwarbs is three point three nine to eight. I think now these aren't these aren't numbers set in stone. These are these, these are, are projected. Yeah, projected, and they've been pretty. Who who's this come from? It's no, um, this is uh, this is from um, well, Bleacher. This is on Bleacher Nation, but the yeah. projections are from um, uh, MLB trade rumors, who's pretty yeah. consistent year after year. The, yeah, they, they know what they're talking about. I, I remember reading that reading that a couple weeks ago. It, it it's they're accurate. The 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 question is how much total is added from all these arbitration cases and it, it was around twenty million is is I think what we came up with um, where Bryant would be six million of that uh, Schwarber would be how much of that four four so four and a half actually yeah and then Bryant uh, would be another uh, so four that that's where that's that's part of the whole argument of trading those guys this off season, you know, just to, to get. And to... I don't know what Contreras made this year, but they're saying his number, because he was free arbitration in 2019. They're saying his number is going to be 4.5, which I want to say he was only like one, one and a half, two million. Right. right? right. Yeah. So. We, I guess, you, the greater point is we've been talking about the sixty million dollars coming off the books this year, where twenty million could get added back in. Right. Where the, and again, you know, I'm saying ten, at least ten million could come off if you get rid of Bryant and Schwarber, and then you have well, other and, options. And you get probably some, uh, definitely from Bryant, you're going to get some premium, uh, premium players back. Exactly. Schwarber, I think. Schwarber, I think your option is you get one, one like one premium guy, and that's probably it. Or you get 
I'm more, maybe one premium guy, like a mid to low guy, or you get a bunch of mid guys back. Which, I'll take I'll take bullpen help at this point. So well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that that's what that's the direction I think the Cubs are going to go. So I don't know. We're going to learn a lot this week. I think it's a fascinating time to be alive. It it is it uh it it is uh and it's been uh it's it's been um. It's been a, a little, you know, not not super newsworthy up until like the last couple weeks, uh, and uh, I guess we'll transition into the uh, socks now. And wanted to bring up the socks. Uh, really didn't waste a lot of time. Uh, the last not time we talked about firing Todd Steverson and his assistant. Who? And a week later, they announced uh, that they were calling up from AAA. Uh, Frank Menachino. And what's interesting about this is, um, one, uh, if you look at his stats with AAA this year, and, uh, you know, two guys he, he was a hitting coach for were Lewis Robert, uh, who had, uh, I believe was the international, um, international league player of the year. And, um, Nick Madrigal, but they led the league in run scored. They were second in OBP and third in home runs. And Steverson's approach is more of an aggressive approach, which meant that the Sox were not taking a lot of pitches. And, you know, a great example of that is just that, and this has never been his game, but the fact that um, Tim Anderson won the batting crown with 12 walks. I mean, that's almost hard to do this day and age in baseball, but he did it. Possible. Um, um, so, you know, I think we're going to see a, a White Sox team that's a little more patient, but not missing the pitches that, that they're, you know, supposed to hit. The, the, the cool thing or the interesting thing about Menachino is he was the Miami Marlins hitting instructor in, 2017 and 2018. Uh, 2017 was Gene Carlos greatest season at the plate, where he had 59 home runs and had 132 RBIs. He also had Ozuna on the team that year, his greatest year at the plate with 37 uh, home runs and 124 RBIs. He basically was a catalyst for those two guys who gave them their fat contracts only to see their production tail off after they got their contracts. We also had Yelich at the time, um, but Yelich hadn't really developed the power numbers yet. His <laughs> walks were, were what they were this year, but he was only at 18 home runs in 2018. Yeah, so, something fucking crazy happened to Yelich the moment he got to Milwaukee. Like they're it's the beer, man. Miller Lite. What I mean, I never, I, never, I never felt that good after drinking Miller Lite. I don't know. Uh, you, you know, it's okay kind of in the moment. It's the next morning where the headaches are. Yeah. What happens is you drink too many of them because it's not like an IPA. You just become uncontrollable. It's like, it's nuts. <laughs> All right. For those of you listening on the podcast, I was doing a visual of pounding beers. So you could not see that. For those watching, watching. I, I'm, I'm sorry, sure Brandon. 
I'm the, sorry for anyone watching. Thing, it's going to be the greatest thing you see this week. Actually, I apologize to anyone watching or listening. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, hold on. Yeah. That's it for the socks. Now, uh, oh, thank God. Switching over to the to the Giants. Um, so, interesting thing about the Giants, and Smitty brought his name up uh, uh, a little bit ago in regards to uh, prior possible Cubs managerial candidates, but uh, the um, the Giants spoke on the phone with uh, Joe Espada this week uh, from the Astros about being the next Giants managers. The Astros uh, granted them that, um, but it seems like it's come down to him and uh, Katze. And I have to say, like I like the I don't I don't mind the idea of Mark Hase being the next manager of the Giants. He was a pretty smart baseball player. Uh, you know, was able to play multiple positions, so he has a pretty good understanding of the game. Um, he was always considered like he's a guy you you tried to trade for to give that veteran presence on a team that was in the playoff hunt. So he's respected. So. I, uh, I, I'm okay with those two choices. Uh, I was, it's better than what I was reading off a few weeks ago when the initial five came out. So, um, I will see where it ends up. And then outside of that, you know, they just have, uh, they have a, a, a ton of things to figure out from a player standpoint because of just the amount of money they have wrapped up in underperforming <laughs> veterans. So. It'll be uh, it should be a somewhat interesting season on the Giants. Although my guess is they're not probably gonna they're not probably gonna move any of these guys. And even if they could, I'm not sure what they get for them. Um, I think it's gonna be you know stay the course, sprinkle in some of the young talent that they sprinkled in this year, and and they're gonna be forced to you know try to sign some veterans because uh, they. They really don't have, with with the with the size of the contracts, you know, they're not going to get anything great in return for Brandon Jones or a, or a Crawford at this point, or even a Buster Posey. So, I think it's I think it's going to be like, all right, the manager's coming in. We're going to try to add a couple of veterans to, to fill some holes, and we'll go from there. But you know, it's it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Um, what they do and who they land. Uh, and it looks like, I don't know, do you think Joe Girardi is actually going to land anywhere? Or do you think he, do no one really cares about paying someone four or five million dollars a year? Yeah. He may have made himself obsolete somehow, you know, be, being the high, pri- high price manager that he was, that nobody wants to do that anymore. Nobody wants to pay a manager like that. Um, he's also got the reputation. You know, he's, he's a hard ass. Um, he kind of rubs people the wrong way after time. Yeah. So he, I think he's, he's got a good gig with the MLB network. You know, I don't, I don't, you know, obviously yeah, he wants I mean, to manage again, but he's, I'm not going to feel bad for him if he doesn't get a job. I guess the, the other landing place that I've heard possibility of is the Mets, which would be hilarious. Um, <laughs> just went cross town from the Yankees. Um, yeah, manager talk. It's that's enough. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of wiped out on manager talk. 
I think I think that's enough, man. Your talk. So I guess hey, I, uh, we I got think, this World Series going on. Hey, 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 we got to talk about my Tigers. Oh, talk- I, well, okay. <laughs> I was confused because a few weeks ago it was. I'm not talking about the Tigers. Unless, do you want? Is it that you want to congratulate the 2014 Tigers that are in the 2019 World Series? Is that what you're getting at? It's actually the 2012 through 2014. Oh, I apologize that that you blew your window. (laughs) Yeah, the the entire rotation is in the World Series now, some five years later, and somehow we couldn't do anything other than make the World Series and blow it. Wait, who'd you uh, lose that to? That would be the San Francisco Giants. Scooter-row. The uh, Come on. Okay. <laughs> we agreed that name was never going to come up again because it's irrelevant. <laughs> the most irrelevant. Sorry. Sorry. Jesus. But yeah, the, we've got uh, Justin Verlander on the mound tonight. Uh, by the way, it's a 2-2 game at the bottom of the first. Uh, game two against Steven Strasburg. Um, last night we had Max Scherzer who pitched a gem. Uh, only well, is a gem five innings a gem? I don't know. He won a World Series game, so yeah. What can you he say? Um, and Annabelle Sanchez, of course, who com- <laughs> completely shoved up the ass of the Cardinals uh, in his last outing in the NLCS which was beautiful um, and completely unexpected. I didn't even know he was still in the league, actually. But uh, So, yeah, that, that's that's the Tigers tidbit for the week. Uh, they're all in the fucking World Series. <laughs> um, speaking of the World Series, uh, this has been fascinating already. We're one inning into the game two, but I did not expect what happened last night in game one. I don't know how much you watched of it, but I I was convinced Garrett Cole was just gonna completely shut down the Ash, uh, shut down the Nats. Yeah, part of it I being know. the seven day layoff that the Nats had. Uh, I've seen that work to work against teams that sweep their their league championship series twice. Uh, the Tigers did it in '06 against the A's, and they did it again in 2012. Um, you know, the thing is, you just got to lose one game in the yeah. entire playoffs. That, well, it's happened. It's happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good. It's a good strategy just to lose one game in the playoffs. This one. Um, it's interesting. I thought it was just a Tigers phenomenon, but it has been the last six, six out of the last seven teams that have swept their league championship series have lost the World Series after that. And of course, two of those six are the Tigers. Um, but it, it is a thing. But I mean, the Nats certainly didn't look look any worse for wear for sitting out seven games. And nope. I mean, Juan Soto, man, that that dude's just ridiculous. Uh, they landed on something there. Is is he even twenty one? He's like twenty years old right now. Yeah, he had some. He's I think he was the youngest. Or he had some some stat, or he tied something by hitting that home run. Yeah, last night. Rendon is a terrifying professional hitter that I want to be a Cub next year. Um, he's going to have a ginormous contract that would take uh, free as a free agent that would take to get him to Chicago. Which we'll see how they can work that that out. Uh, who knows? Well, yeah, I was impressed with the Nationals. What's that? 
They might have a third base vacancy. So yeah, that's what I'm easy. saying. It'd be easy. I was impressed with the Nats, though. I didn't think they had it in. And I certainly, you know, Garrett Cole hadn't lost a fucking game since May. He was like 19 and, or 16 and 0 in decisions, or I forget what it was, like 19, 19 starts in a row he hadn't lost, or 16 yeah. decisions. I mean, his stock's definitely dropping now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good news. I get, that's very good news for the rest of the league. He was going to yeah, try and sign it. Right <laughs> Shit in the bed in the World Series. <laughs> Um, uh, I don't know. Who do you? I, I, I did not see this coming at all because if there's one thing I was terrible at uh, talking about on this show was my world prediction, my World Series prediction of the Yankees um, against the um, uh, Dodgers. Dodgers, yeah. Um, I just felt like it was finally a year where it was going to be like two powerhouse favorites as as much as as that matchup annoyed me in a way from a nostalgia standpoint it was sort of intriguing like 1977 um, yeah but but i'm happy i'm actually happier with the way things turned out uh, i think the nationals are i think they kind of got that mojo and they got it at the right time and really in baseball you don't have to be the best in, in any sport in the playoffs, you don't have to be the best team when you get to the playoffs. You have to be the best team when you're in the playoffs. And the Giants proved that twice, if not three. Uh, they won 90-plus the one year. But they've definitely proven it twice that you you just have to be the best team when you get to the playoffs. And, and you, get that, you get that chemistry and you get that positivity going, and it's just kind of unstoppable. Um, you kind of like whatever adversity happens, you just kind of fluff it off and then move on. So I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting to it'll be interesting to see because uh, I mean, if you if you ask me which team was better, I would definitely say the Astros are the better team on paper, without a doubt. I mean, what, I they, have, what they have there, it would it would seem criminal that they don't win the World Series, but. I don't know. I kind of, for me, I, I just feel like the Nats just have that. They've got it going. I, I, I don't know if you remember this, but I did predict the Nationals would make the World Series. You were right. Yes. <laughs> uh, along with the Oakland A's, who. Yeah, well, Homer Pick. They lost in one game. At least one of my teams uh, made it made it to the ALCS, to the CS part. I'd, I guess going into this, I would have predicted the the Astros um, would would beat the Nats. I'm not, I'm not going to change from that, actually. I kind of wanted to after last night. But uh, I almost think that your paper argument, it kind of plays, it, plays itself out if this goes seven games, which I'm hoping it does because I don't want baseball to end. Um, the, I think the, the Astros are just deeper in, in pretty much every level. The, they've got a deeper offense. I think they've got, they've definitely got a better bullpen and I think they have a deeper rotation. Uh, even though Grenke has kind of had a shaky, shaky postseason. Um, I just, I think the nationals are Strasburg and Scherzer and, 
They've got Patrick Corbin, who they use as a reliever last night. Maybe that's a bullpen day, bullpen session for him. And then I don't think you can count on Anibal Sanchez to be his the dominant player he was against the Cardinals uh, in the NLCS. I think I, I think it, I think over a seven game series, the the it, it's going to play itself out where the Astros will prevail. But hey, I mean, we're tied right now. If 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 Strasburg wins this game tonight, they've got the off day, and then would they bring back? Well, I guess they they would go Corbin or Sanchez for Game Three, and then do you bring back Scherzer for Game Four right away? You would probably, I would, I would assume you bring Scherzer back if you're up 3 0. I'd like to look at, I'd like, yeah, well, that's interesting. If you're up 3 0, um, I don't know what his record is on short rest. Yeah, um, you can't, there's not much of a track record of that because he's never made, made it out of the, out of the first round with the Nats. And I'm trying to think 2013, I mean, 2014 Tigers didn't make it out of the first fucking round with four Cy Young award winners in the rotation. Uh, 2013, they made it out of the first round lost in the second. I don't, I don't know that he's ever pitched on a short rest in a, in a postseason series. So that'd be interesting. I'm, I'm fascinated by this here. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I don't know why I'm rooting for the Astros, but, I'm actually happy to see the Nats win the first game just because I thought it would, I thought it was going to be a sweep pretty much. I thought it, oh, okay. I thought it was going to be too much. So this is it's made it's already it's already a far more interesting series than I thought it was going to be, which is cool. I'm happy. You know, uh, speaking of paper and, and uh, sabermetric, you know the the last series for the Astros um, against the Yankees, I think it was they brought. Verlander back on short rest. Yeah, that did not work out well. And, and but like, so you're you're talking the Astros, and and we'll we'll talk about the Dodgers in a second. They they are total sabermetrics teams, right? In fact, I thought I I heard uh, after the Dodgers were ousted in their last game that there's actually like the the Jonah Hill character is actually on the bench with the Dodgers. He's there with the numbers to just hand to Dave Roberts and say, here's what you do. Um, that didn't work out so well. No, and, and and I'll touch upon that in a second, but they apparently had like numbers that like like Verlander's like has a six plus ERA on short rest and all this. And they just ignored that. Yeah. And I don't think the baseball playoffs is a time when when you ignore uh, historic, especially with with Verlander, we're not talking about a guy who's got uh, a few years of numbers to go against and say, "All right, well, you know that one was maybe an anomaly." anomaly. I want to throw out there. He's uh, he's he's a veteran player who has a massive amount of years of stats to where that number should not have been taken away. Um, but in the end, it didn't matter. They make it to the they make it to the World Series, but did they play more games than they needed to? Would would they be in better shape? Would they have won last night if they didn't have to play the extra games? I don't know. Yeah. But um, there was that, and then I guess in that last 
the last game for the Dodgers, like, uh, you know, I had this teed up, and then we didn't do the cast, but he went with – was it he brought uh, – oh, he brought um, – uh, what's his name into pitch? Uh, he didn't go with Kenley Jensen, and the stats said to go with Kenley Jensen, and he went with uh, Kershaw. Oh, and then Kershaw let up the homer. Two homers. Two homers, right. Two pitches. And Kershaw, I mean, we kind of all know Kershaw is not like the Kershaw in the regular season in the playoffs. He's not, he doesn't, he doesn't suddenly turn into mad, mad bum playoff, incredible pitcher who can pitch every day if you ask him to. He kind of like does not perform well. And they had some crazy statistics much like the Verlander situation that said, there is no reason you do not want to put him in the game. You have these other bullpen arms who will, should be able to get you out of the inning. Kenley Jensen is one of them. And they, he did that. So I I just, I just, I, if you've played the game that way all year and you've gotten to the point you've gotten to, why would you abandon it at that point? I think there. I think that question. That's an internal question that we'll never know the answer to. But it, it. It. I think it speaks to. There's shit that we don't know. I think. I think that's what it comes down. I, I don't think. I don't think any of these people are fucking idiots. It's, it's. It's easy to say. It's fun to say. It's. It's fun to look in hindsight how things works out. Things work out. I think what it comes down to is. Jansen hasn't even been that great. Uh, especially coming down the stretch this year, he may have. He may have even gone to Roberts before the game said, you know, I'm not feeling that great. You know, my arm's doing this and that. I, I just think there's so many variables that we'll, we'll never know. I think, I think it's easy to, easy to, easy to second guess. I, I just think there's, there's more to it than we'll, we'll ever know that numbers can't, numbers can never tell the full story. And, I don't know, but that's this is this is the conversation. I mean, I Robert, this is the type of conversation that makes baseball fascinating. I mean, that, that, I, it's always going to be like this. I think Roberts was overheard saying "fuck you, stat boy." I'm going with Kershaw. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He did. He didn't say that. He did not say that. Well, as far as I know, he may uh, have. <laughs> we're not. We're not. This is not a place where we back off state ridiculous statements. <laughs> Come on, let's go. Uh, there was a report that Dave Roberts said, fuck you, Stat Boy, I'm going with Kershaw. He's my guy. I love it. Um, yeah, so I, I'm going to I'm gonna stick with the um, – I already – I mean, this is probably a, a curse on the Nationals, but I'm going to go with the Nationals to uh, win the World Series. They've got that – they've got that – they've got that mojo thing, kind of like uh, – you know, so you see that behind me, the Believe It, the White Sox thing. Yeah. It's kind of like the same thing. You got that mojo. You can just write it all the way to a championship. Rumor, rumor has it too that uh, that um, that Jason Hayward is in the area for these games in case there's a rain delay in either of them, and the team is down. They're going to bring him in for a motivational speech. Um, They've got a roof. They've got a roof in Houston, so he's not going to have much use to them, but. They don't. They don't watch him though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they'll be. They'll, they'll, he'll be in Washington uh, all week. Uh, 
making some extra money as a motivational speaker if a team needs it. World champion motivational speaker. Yeah. All right, that's all I got. You got anything that's else? All, I got tonight? Too. all right. Well, all right, enjoy. I gotta watch this. In. I gotta watch this fucking game. Let's get out of here. Yeah, I'm gonna watch the game too. Uh, go Strohs. Oh, uh, only I had a delicious Strohs to drink. I got a Surly Furious right here. New oh. sponsor. Maybe that'll be a new sponsor. Surly Brewing Company. Maybe I can get. Should I go talk to the guys at Pollyanna? You should talk to everybody. Yes. Talk to everybody. Give I'm, gonna to, I'm gonna talk to that Pete guy who does the, the food reviews, see if he wants to sponsor us. Feedpeatsface.com. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Have a good yeah. one, Smitty. All right, see Bye, ya. Everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Bye, everybody. And I'm proud.